0: The Blaze Radio Network, on demand.
1: Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news.
0: And why, why, why. And why it
1: matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you?
0: Well, the top story has to be, for me, uh, the anonymous guy, but... He shall not remain anonymous on this program. Oh, mm.
1: okay, I- anonymous exposed. Still,
0: yeah, I have to go with the uh, the big New
2: York Times op-ed as well. Uh, it's uh, it's it really dominated the whole show today. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I think let's talk about it more.
1: Yeah, mm. <laughs> Pat.
2: Be way you football. No,
3: <laughs> same.
1: Jason, same Justin, for you. Same for me. Okay. Uh, before we get started, want to thank our TV and podcast sponsor today, Minostalgia. Uh, they came in here a little while ago, uh, I guess it was a few months now, and they made these waffles that were amazing. And you I know,
0: I'm not talking about them anymore until they come back and they make <laughs> waffles. I back. was not here on Waffle Day. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it.
1: You were here on Beer Jelly Day, though.
0: Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that there you really go. Good, yeah. uh,
1: so, But they have, it all comes from the wild rice, of course, from, as Doc likes to say, the uh, edible memories from uh, the Northwoods of Minnesota. I don't have any right? memories,
0: yeah, I and I don't, I, I'm not eating
2: scrapbooks. You know, I, do I have, don't like that slogan. <laughs> I do have one really good memory of Minnesota. It was actually happened last year, and it happened in Minneapolis mm, when the Philadelphia go. Eagles Anyway, defeated. Shut up. They
1: have uh, waffle mixes from these, <laughs> really and good. they have savory ones, and they I have hear. sweet ones. Uh, so, whatever you need, they've got you covered. They've got the pepper jellies, they've got the wine jellies, which I'm a big fan of, and then the beer jelly that we
2: mentioned earlier. The waffles are really hearty, too. They are. You'll like those. If you if you like waffles, you like those really like good, hearty, grainy waffles, oh, yes. really you like it. That's
0: what and m- my healthy. mom used to say. No, you're not. F- you're just hearty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of of husky. So if, oh, that's right. It was <laughs> If you want
1: delicious and you want uh, tasty, or uh, and you want healthy, you go to blazewildrice.com. Use the promo code TRY10, and you can get 10% off any of their sample Love it. packs. Yes. All right. So, the NYT op-ed.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Lots to say on this. Uh, I want to get into, I would imagine you're going to take an angle on Russia. Um, but I think, this is, I think this is national security. I think this is a really bad development. We have a, 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 an unconstitutional attitude right now in the administration with the president. And so what's the, what's the solution? Do something unconstitutional. <laughs> it's a shadow government and it's really bad. I cannot make sense of this. It doesn't make sense if your goal is to, um, uh, to shield America and defend it and keep it you know, uh, healthy and, and make sure that he does those things on Russia. The last thing you do is tell a paranoid guy, oh, by the way, there's a bunch of us in the office who think you're Looney Tunes and uh, <laughs> we've, been, we've been screwing you on Russia. And he 's not paranoid, I mean it's happening no he has a reason yeah, he's paranoid. actually right, yeah, so I can't make heads or tails of it during the show. We get a tweet from a guy who uh, follows this journalist, and he's got like six followers, I think um, <laughs> a little more than that, but... yeah okay, so but he he's not we didn't know who he was at all, um, and he said, "I have a theory, I ran." all of the words through, all of the phrases through, and he said, I come up with Ian Bremmer. Now, Ian Bremmer is a guy we've just had on the show recently. He's, he's great on Russia. But Ian Bremmer, he does not think... Ian's a writer. He doesn't think that Ian, obviously, is the guy. He thinks Ian's old next-door neighbor and good friend and ambassador to Russia... John Huntsman Jr. is the mole, is the one who wrote it. And if you look at the words that are used in the op-ed, they're the same statements, same phrases, same words that John Huntsman uses. Also, the same words and phrases that Ian Brenner uses. Um, There's a real shot that this is uh, John Huntsman... Wanting to distance himself now from this administration.
1: But how do you do that anonymously?
0: You don't. Well, I it mean, comes out. It comes right. out. It comes out, and, and also you're like, you were the hero this whole and time. And he's fired, and, yeah. he's, and he's like, oh, well, I was in there just trying to make sure. And now he's the hero of the left. It also, he's, the, their whole family loved John McCain. All the John McCain stuff... All the Russia yeah. stuff, very little China stuff. It, it, it very well could be John Huntsman Jr. And I love that we're starting here because we could
2: go on and talk about all these like kind of you know newsy parts of this, but this is just a fascinating one to me. It's fun. Uh, but if you go through his theory, uh, you know, he also is the big no labels guy. If you remember, he was the co-founder of the no labels movement. So if you look at if it, let's just say this is playing out in his head. And I feel like, you know, he has his fever dreams of being president as he's, he's obviously run. And Never going to be. He went, he was in the Obama administration. He was in the Trump administration. He's got this path to say, I, look, I've worked with both sides. I'm, I, I, I'm the guy who can do the no labels thing. And, and I could. was the guy who mm-hmm. stood up to the crowd. Yeah. Inside, I took on my own party. Yeah. I oh, mean, he's going to have that. So, so it's kind of silly. And if you look at the way he kind of came up with this theory, uh, the, the journalist we talked to today, he said, you know, he went through and found all these phrases. And, you know, Ian Bremmer is, first of all, a really good writer and also a guy who is, you know, He's smart. Um, but he's written a lot. So, he, you know, you go back to these same phrases. We all, we all, we all do that. Um, so that part of it is, is pretty interesting. He really, It really seemed to have locked down around Bremer. He tried it with other officials with these same phrases and did not come up with with hits. Um, not even with Lodestar? Yeah, yeah and Lodestar. Lodestar was not part of it, which is interesting. <laughs> really? Everyone jumped on the one word
0: of Pence being Lodestar. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone else going after yeah. this so one well, yet. So then do you he think went, that was intentional? He went about,
1: they he went
0: about eight eight to 12 words yeah. into it. Yeah, He's like, there's phrases here and there are words here that really the only two that come up, he said, I just started Googling these words and phrases and with names. And he said over and over the two names, John Huntsman Jr. and Ian Bremmer. And they were neighbors. They're friends, friends. on Twitter back and forth to each other. It all seems to make sense. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's,
2: I don't know if it's I mean, if he really solved this one, we'll see. I mean, it's certainly the best theory. It's a lot better than just the word Lodestar equals Mike Pence. Uh, that everyone was running. My article after article after article last night where
3: people were people writing about that. Funny thing about Lodestar as well. I've only, I've never, I don't even think I've ever I've heard, heard that yeah. word before. But I've seen it twice in two days. That op-ed and another op-ed in the New York Times.
0: They so, just tweeted it out today. Okay, so... Back to back. So let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. If you're Mike Pence, you don't use that word. Okay? You're and and if you're Mike Pence, you're not so stupid that you write that article in the first place. All right. But who would be a logical guy that could run in 2020 or 2024, depending on what happens with Donald Trump? Who would be the logical guy? It would be, of course, Mike Pence, unless you could set Mike Pence up. To look like the guy, but not be the guy, and Donald Trump just trashes him and trashes him and trashes him, and then once all the trashing is done, oh, then this other new candidate can come out from Russia and go, oh, by the way, it was me, and I was in there. He's killing two birds with one stone, really deep down the conspiracy (laughs) mind, but... It does work. It does work. And
4: Pence, it can't be fired. One of the things the New York Times said is that they were protecting the identity because they didn't want him to get get fired. Well, that that doesn't fit Mike Pence Mm because Trump can't fire him. So then you start thinking about other people who could be fired. Certainly John Huntsman Jr. could be.
0: And John Huntsman Jr. would love to be. He'd right. love yeah. to come He'd, yeah. home. Yeah. He'd love to be discredited and be the big villain mm-hmm. to Donald Trump. He'd love to. I know he would love to come home. He's okay. had enough. Yep. It's yeah. time for him to come home. It washes him clean of all of the Russia stuff because I was in there and I was fighting. Yep. I was fighting. It completely cleanses him. And he gets to come home with his
2: unlimited resources and start a campaign in 2019, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting path if, if it's really what's happening. Another part of this that's interesting is we had, we've had Ian Bremmer on a couple times this year. He had a book out that we had him on about. but We had him on one time about uh, an appearance he did on CNN. And he was on CNN in, you know, in, the, in that room, in a panel like this, where everybody thinks Donald Trump is the worst person who's ever lived. And they all think he loves Vladimir Putin. And person after person is echoing the same thing that you'd hear on CNN any CNN panel on any day. Um, and he actually stepped up, and he's not a conservative guy or a big time right winger or anything like that. And he said, you know, if everyone keeps saying this about about um, Trump and Russia. But look at what's actually happening. Look at all these yeah. sanctions. He starts listing them off, and he's going through this. And I'm like, this is a really good case that they have actually been strong on Russia. If you think about it through this little prism here, his good friend is the ambassador to Russia, who's the guy implementing all of these things and
0: yeah. working on them all he the time. Is, he was on our show, shadow, uh, foref- uh, foreshadowing, possibly, this very idea. Because he was on, look, it's not Trump. It's not Trump. Trump says these things. Yeah. Well, do you think he believes those? Yeah, I think he probably believes those. But look, the administration, i.e., the ambassador, have done these things. Hmm. So it's I easy. I mean, it's just totally convincing ourselves. It makes I sense. could be total nonsense. I want to hear
1: more of Pat's take.
4: Uh, well, I mean, this this all makes sense. Um I just I, I don't know his ultimate goal though. If his ultimate goal is to set himself up. To run for president? I mean... That's wasted effort. John, give it up. You are never going to become president of the United no, States. He believes he Did you will. not see that in 2016? No, he believes
0: he is the
4: man. He, I don't was it, was I know that he... Was 2016 2012,
2: was he? I can't remember It now.
4: seems like he was one of the early... No, he was... 2012, I think. Was it? I don't think he actually ran okay. in
2: 2016, did he? Maybe. Because he was no. in the Obama administration in that right. second, that that's second term. that's mm. true.
4: But still, it, but he, he should have learned his lesson in 2012. Did he ever get above 1%? No. I don't no, think no. he did. No. But maybe but with this sort of attention, he can. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah. you get to two. I don't know. <laughs> 2.3. I didn't you know, say
2: so that. This is like how don't bad it is. <laughs> I never said Dude, two. This is
0: how bad it is. I believe in a two-man race, I would beat him. <laughs> yes. Wow. I believe yeah, that's too. That bad. <laughs> I believe that
4: too.
1: Uh, all right. Before we get into the Russia angle, let's take a quick break.
2: <laughs> I like think we've got the whole first break on the John Huntsman conspiracy
0: theory. It's a great one.
3: It's a great, great one. It's a
2: great
3: one. one.
0: Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast.
2: Hands off my ring.
1: Before we uh, start the Russia talk, want to thank our TV and podcast sponsor, Brick House. So they have this product, we talked about it briefly yesterday, Field of Greens. It's really great for Glenn, who hates anything green, all salads, Mm. Um, but...
0: I'm protesting. I don't... I don't like salads. I don't. I, it what, tastes good. What, I am waiting to die so I can have a little chat with God. <laughs> What's the deal with the salad thing, man?
1: Okay. And we talked yesterday about, you know, you take the, the scoop. One scoop is a full serving of fruits and vegetables.
4: Organic fruits and vegetables. Organic
1: fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And you put them in, mix it with a smoothie. stew mixes it with juice. I mixed it with water and it was delicious. Yeah, it's good. I
0: don't it was, like Kool-Aid. I want you to mix one tomorrow. I will. Or Monday, whenever we do this show again. I I
1: will. It's really good.
0: It is actually good. It's surprisingly good.
1: Shut up. Mm
4: -hmm. Really? (laughs) That's the only way I get vegetables. The only way.
1: See? He's looking me in the
4: eye. He means that. (laughs) I do mean it. I know, (laughs) because I I know you hate vegetables. And and I love this product. Because it's giving me vegetables in my diet without eating kale. Mm -hmm. Although I did hear a really good pro tip on how to serve delicious kale. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you add coconut oil to it, it apparently makes scraping it into the trash a lot easier. Oh, really? Because oh, yeah. 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 the tan doesn't yeah. get all sticky. Oh, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, good. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, uh-huh. Pat endorses it. All, all you wives out there who want to get your husbands to actually eat their vegetables, you need to get this. You can go to BrickHouseBlaze.com and use the promo code GREENS to get 15% off of your first order. Or you can text I promo code GREENS to 41411. Oh, yes. Every day. Back to uh, the show, Russia. Now that now that we've gotten the conspiracy theories out of the way,
4: yeah, we've we violated the uh,
2: the the news and why it matters. I think uh, idea today. <laughs> it's like I don't know that that exactly matters. It's not really news. It's not really
0: news. <laughs> no, so, it's Well, it up. that's Fun
2: to talk yeah. about. Yeah. How about this? It would be news. It would matter if it were news. How about that?
4: <laughs> that's our news. That's go. the new name of the show. If it is going on, you know. We're,
0: that's on the verge of a constitutional crisis. It is a yeah. constitutional crisis. Yeah, yeah. Saying, so it does uh, matter. Let's just play this out for just a second. You have you have the um, uh, the a bunch of people coming together saying we have to have the Twenty Fifth Amendment. We have to mm-hmm. invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not crazy enough. I'm not sure if he can do it. Okay, option one: they write this, knowing he's going to respond. Are you trying to push him into something where you could say he came yeah. in, he was screaming and yelling at the baiting at the cabinet? Yeah. Are they baiting him? I can't understand. If you care about these things like Russia, we're in the middle of it right now. Donald Trump, easiest thing. You want to be friends with Donald Trump? What do you have to do? Be compliment nice to him. Trumps. Compliment yeah. him, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's all you have to do. Compliment him, he'll give you the world. Mm-hmm. Next thing. Uh, if you... If you want him to do something, what do you tell him?
4: The opposite. Yes. Yeah, you can't do, do it. Do
0: not do yeah. that, Mr. President. So, yeah. so now they were talking <laughs> about Russia. How in, in God's name are we having... Who's going in to talk to him about what uh, uh, Theresa May said yesterday in Parliament? England is going to come to us, if they haven't already, and said, We need your support on more sanctions for Russia because we've now proven photographic evidence that these guys were from Russia that poisoned them. They've been denying it. It's absolute solid proof now. Have individual names and pictures. Right. Yeah, and let, mm. let's go
1: ahead and, and play that if we can. We were right to say in March that the Russian state was responsible. And now we have identified the individuals involved, we can go even further. Based on this work, I can today tell the House that based on a body of intelligence, the government has concluded that the two individuals named by the police and CPS are officers from the Russian Military Intelligence Service, also known as the GRU. The GRU is a highly disciplined organisation with a well-established chain of command. So this was not a rogue operation. It was almost certainly also
0: approved outside the GRU at a senior level of the Russian state. So who is going into the president today with that information saying, Mr. President, we are going to have a problem with the in Russia? No one. Nobody. I'll be afraid they would be accused. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know
4: what's interesting about where you started with this is that they didn't invoke... They said that the, the, whoever wrote the op-ed said that this cabal... Didn't invoke the 25th Amendment because they were worried about a constitutional crisis. So what they do instead of using the Constitution is to do something extra constitutional and form this weird cabal to try to stop the president from his agenda when they're unelected officials. Is there
0: any way in your mind that you can bend and twist this into any kind of constitutional action? I think I can. Uh, I can at least attempt it And that a, a lot of
2: the stuff is being conflated between the Woodward book and this op-ed. The example used in the op-ed is absolutely constitutional. The only thing it says, the only example they gave was Donald Trump is, wants to be nice to Putin, and we have pushed him into a place where we're doing, we're doing sanctions, we have a two-track presidency, in which he wants to do this, and we keep doing this. Yeah. However... That is a public action. Donald Trump had to sign off on all of those things, and the only way that could have happened is if they convinced him to do it. So that, that now my, sorry, my, I, my belief is, if you're writing this op-ed, you give the best possible example, right? Mm-hmm. And so this one, is, yeah, that one's fine, but we've also done 10 things we shouldn't have, and that's probably the most likely thing. But as far as what they've actually admitted to, is that thwarting his agenda? Well, if you convince him that we should do these sanctions if and he, d- and he signs working, off, that's not that's if not. If you thing.
0: are working as a secret combination mm-hmm. and you are conspiring together in a group, to thwart pat that's totally different than you and i and jason sitting down and sarah we're all like and you try to convince right. and me we try to otherwise. convince you something but, it's not coordinated but that's right. the only thing that was in the op-ed was the second one the first one is not
4: in the op but you're right if you conflate what they said in the book if what's in the book is true mm-hmm. and some of those things actually happened i think then you do have a constitutional crisis i think you i think you
0: already do yeah. you have a constitutional crisis now because of the letter that Donald Trump was was uh, was told there's a cabal in your administration that is trying to thwart you. There is no way he is going to. You go to him with now new sanctions on Russia. He's not going to do that. Yeah, because he's no been told you're trying to thwart me and do these things and make me do it. We have a constitutional president, a, 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 a crisis happening right now. Jason,
1: you want to jump in here?
0: Yeah. the The, the thing with Russia is
3: I, it doesn't surprise me that everyone says he wants to be friendly with Russia. Every Every U.S. president says they want to be friendly with Russia. Unfortunately, the geopolitical realities don't allow that to happen and the relationship stays the same as it's always been it's it's never mm-hmm. going to change that's just the way it's going to be but there are people that aren't tr- actually trying to thwart the president but he does have advisors that will come to him and say "Look, well, this is what you got to do you got to respond mm-hmm. to this This is how you have to treat them and that's when we continue to go on the way we are this i've never seen russia being so blatant i've never seen them not even during the cold war did they ever just wave the mutually assured destruction in and boo you can't do anything to us before they've never been that Blatant. This is how blatant they were. What Theresa what May was describing back in March when they tried to assassinate the Scripples, it was kind of like uh, Russia was saying, well, you don't show us the evidence. Well, they showed us the evidence in spades. They've got from the moment they flew into the country, which they didn't even try to hide that they were flying into the country. They flew on an AeroFloat. That's like their national, that's like flying mm-hmm. in on America Airlines. Mm-hmm. They flew on an AeroFloat, and they didn't try to hide what they were doing. The CCTV cameras have them surveilling the Scripple house, for crying out loud. And then they just, they, they surveilled it one day, the next day they actually did it. Then they flew out, like, a couple of hours after they planted the, the nerve agent and then took off. They did not try to hide this. There are covert ways to try and get into the UK. All of us could get into the UK without getting our passports try to wait? They didn't even try
0: it. Why would you try to hide this when you're using a weapon that is known to be only in the hands of the Russian high security? I mean, <laughs> they didn't care. They don't care. <laughs> Not they don't care. care. He is yeah. telling. I remember the Russian that we had on years ago who said it was terrified. I think died within six months of being on the show. He was terrified of Putin. And he was like, it was after what's his name? Got the first dose of. Uh, Pol- Polonium. Oh yeah, yeah. And he said, um, he said, 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 look, this guy is is going to kill all of his enemies. He's going to, and he's sending a message to all the people who disagree with Putin. I can get you anywhere. It doesn't matter. Oh, you're in England. I don't care. I knew we should have put that guy's home address in the email newsletter. That was, no. was <laughs> <laughs> it. Was it was.
4: So,
1: Jason, what do you think happens next?
3: Well, unfortunately, I think they'll just. PNG, Persona on Grata, maybe a few more Russian diplomats. I mean that, that that's the low end, and that's which was what is probably what they'll do. What they should do is all of NATO, and I think all most of the NATO, NATO countries backed Theresa May in the UK and said, yes, that's definitive proof. We completely agree, GRU is behind this. But Unless they all get together and do something of, subst- of substance. Like if they all go towards. Like attack Russia. Um, no, no. Oh. Definitely not that. But if they. But, all get together and watch Hunt for Red October. Oh, wow. <laughs> but you don't have to do that. What you do is you start hitting the pocketbooks of the people that surround him. Many other people have said this before, but that is how you get someone. It's happened time and time again, whether it's the Soviet Union, the Kingdom of, or present-day Federation of Russia. You start
0: hitting those people, they'll kill him.
3: They'll get rid of him. Exactly. That's how it's always happened. But until they decide to go after them in significance, but if you like France, the U.K., the U.S., um, all these countries that have significant, significant uh, oligarch Russian assets in their country, freeze them all, take them, do not let them do uh, any more business in your countries. W- you'll start to see a change. Because mm-hmm. we, we have done some of that, right? I mean, we, we've tiny we've, amount, just but just not enough. Due not to enough.
0: the due to the letter and everything that's happening with the press, with Russia and who Donald Trump is, how do you present that to him today? <laughs> Well, give it give it to someone you don't like, and tell him. And you know. <laughs> hey, Kellyanne, here,
3: take this. <laughs> no, it's it's a good question. I I think that Trump would push back on it, regardless of who presented that to him. I think he would push back on it. But I don't. I, I there's what choice do you have? I, I really do not see any choice. That you you present him with. Look, this is escalating towards some kind of military conflict. Which it is. Like a NATO ally was just attacked with a chemical weapon on their soil. I mean, mm. just say that. That's insane. It's pretty bad. That is the reality of what happened. So look where this is escalating. You're either there, or you take the light end and you start going after pocketbooks of the people surround him. He's a businessman. He can understand that. And and I
2: mean, doing what you know what is hawkish or what is right under the circumstances to Russia uh, because of this op-ed is is has a lower probability of occurring. Because of this op-ed, mm-hmm. that position is weaker in the White, white House today. Yeah. So whoever put that in there, uh, you know,
3: you've hurt. You've, you've hurt that you hurt your case. The safety of America
1: apparently doesn't care that much about national
3: security. Apparently, but, but but really, but if you but really quick, if you want, if you're surrounding the president, say, look, okay, get in front of that. You make a very strong statement against Russia. This is nothing, you know, make a very strong statement. This is all you. You are doing this to strike back at, you know, someone that just hurt our cousins across the pond. Mm. Make Let you lead that charge and be very definitive. But there's no way he'll do it.
1: All right, back in a minute.
3: Could do what Obama did and freeze non-existent bank accounts.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's Sarah Gonzalez. And if you like what you're hearing on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. have much time left but uh you apparently are doing a book signing on next thursday is that right yeah virtual signing. A live you online are. book signing okay, how does I'm, that work
0: i have no idea the <laughs> yeah.
1: everyone gets to i'm watch so you. excited
0: i've been planning it for months
1: sign books online <laughs> yeah
0: i guess yeah it's kind of fun Do you if hold it up
1: hold up the signature to the uh, camera
0: yeah i think people believe that i'm signing them yeah <laughs> uh no it's just great because we have you know people call in and and uh, give questions and we oh, horse around fun. for it's a fun it's a fun hour that's next week yes also today is the last day to get tickets to the show yes, without
1: you gotta go. the uh yeah slash
0: promo tour. code the blaze. the blaze
2: up next enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters available exclusively for podcast listeners and blaze premium subscribers become a premium subscriber at the blaze.com slash subscribe
0: Glenn. Oh, well, I just want, you know I just wanted to start with the ugliest ring I've ever seen. What are you
4: talking about? It
2: is. It is. It's, it is it's awful. a
0: Super Bowl uh, championship ring for the Philadelphia
2: Eagles. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, they're currently world champions. Uh, right now. I oh, really? I hadn't heard. No, yeah, please yeah. don't do a full. No, it's, oh, so. that's beautiful. It's like so Liberace. It's so
1: obnoxious. It's like Liberace
2: if he were flashy. <laughs> it is. Well, it is like, I mean, first of all, it's so big and heavy that like uh-huh. it cuts into the other fingers that are next to it. And when I was trying to type today during the show, it, it actually, your finger gets tired <laughs> of holding it up as
0: you're
4: typing.
2: It's Maybe real. you should have
0: taken it off. Compare right? that. <laughs> compare that. Look at this. Look it's at the real. difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who you proposed know. to who? Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of jealous now, I guess. But not with all that logo crap on there. That
0: is so I, ugly. And I
1: just have to say, mm-hmm. I mean, you literally color-coordinated your cool. entire cool. outfit. Oh, no, no, to no, Oh, I
0: that's didn't his notice before. Yes,
2: this is Isn't actually my really? grandfather's sweater. Uh, he died a few years ago, <laughs> but... He uh, really must
1: be...
0: Insufferable. He's
2: actually not even an gi- Eagles fan. That's what's so crazy. He's yeah. like a Giants fan. R- but for some reason had one Eagles sweatshirt that I remember him wearing <laughs> it's as a probably kid. probably
0: like Christmas. There. They're like, he likes football. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: my grandma would do that. Yeah. She, got, she bought him like a Steelers one and I, because they were like on sale and they were sweaters and he likes football. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I just like, that's, yeah. It totally reminds me of her. So anyway, I, this is my favorite. It's uh, got to be my favorite sweater.
1: And your favorite ring?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, I've got two of them. I should probably say this one. That's what
1: I was going
0: to say. We're on film, so yes, honey,
3: (laughs) I absolutely like this one more.
1: All right, uh, Jason, we were talking off-air a little bit more about the uh, the Russia situation.
3: Yeah, I was just saying, I, I would not be surprised at all if Vladimir Putin had no recollection or knowledge of this whatsoever. He had no knowledge of
0: this. It's hard to I, believe. Well, no recollection is <laughs> well, there, yeah.
3: <laughs> guaranteed. What? I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. No knowledge of this whatsoever. So the, the, the people that were fingered in this were GRU agents. And it's interesting, and this is very nerdy. But so when the KGB was split up, it was split up into two different organizations. The SVR, which they're the ones, they're like the CIA, they go to foreign countries and operate. Um, The FSB stays mostly within the country. So they're like the FBI. Like the FBI. Mm -hmm. But they also do intelligence work, like say in Ukraine or places real close by. But they stay close to home. And GRU is kind of like military intelligence, right? GRU is military intelligence. Now, they don't answer directly to Putin. That's, that, that's, that, that's why I'm saying I wouldn't be not surprised if he didn't order this or know about it even. But, uh, the GRU is, and I was laughing when Theresa May said they have a very established command structure, which is actually kind of false. They, nobody even knows their command structure. They, they don't know. That's how secretive these people are. No one knows how, how much assets, how much, they, they don't know what their well, budget is. Well, they know. See, They don't even. I don't. I don't think most of the people in the government even know. It's it's that tightly held of a secret. People didn't even know where the building was until I think two thousand six. You're kidding. When Putin actually went to do a media event and they caught it on camera. But yeah, that's how secret they are, and they're highly, highly competitive with each other. So they'll compete with each other and like like if one like let's say the SVR like the CIA gets us an assignment to go do something in Poland for crying out loud or something like that. Well, the GRU will get pissed off that they got it, and they'll authorize their own missions to go and do stuff that's competing without with them, Putin's knowledge. Without Putin's knowledge, so mm-hmm. Putin might find out about it. You know, like he'll he'll well, might get it, like a daily defi- brief or
0: something. Those guys are definitely dead. This
3: yeah. is this is what I want. This, so this is what you should be watching now. That there's two people that that the, the GRU has to directly report to. One is like their chairman of the Joint Chiefs, um, who's the, in charge of all the military. And the other is the like the Mattis, the, uh, the, the defense minister in Russia. They are the ones that give out the orders and they're the direct reports to. So if something happens between, in the next, let's say, couple months, like if they get moved, and they've been in their positions for a while. If they end up getting moved or something happens and they drop off the face of the earth, who knows what. I bet Putin had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Mm. Well, I, wow.
2: How can you do I mean, a chemical attack on you know? That's uh, because it's, 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 it easily start a war. How, I mean, how can you not run
3: that by Vlad? I feel like Vlad needs to know those things. Yeah, well, I, I definitely think that these. I I know if
0: I were in the meeting, I'd be like, hey, before we do this, has anybody checked with Vlad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, his name's Vlad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Vlad. Yeah, Vlad. You
0: know, like the Impaler guy, that
3: guy. I, I definitely think that these two guys are probably not alive right now.
0: It, it was so sloppily I thought done. they were learning how to fly off of buildings,
3: <laughs> right? Something like that, yeah. or it is it was so blatant that it was a deliberate statement which is even probably even worse you know
1: what i mean the, the new york times is uh killing it with their bombshell mm-hmm. on this Kavanaugh.
2: very int- i was wondering when this is going to happen you guys su- successfully got us through the entire show without bringing up the uh, new york times bombshell pushing mm-hmm. this important story to uh, to overtime i noticed i noticed i think america noticed uh, they came up with a, a, a secret document an email from Brett Kavanaugh when he was in the Bush administration about abortion, where he basically outlines uh, a, a, something that is going to derail this entire nomination wow. for the Supreme Court. Uh, do we have the email by any chance, or do we just have the quote? Uh,
4: um, now this no, is not the Cory
2: Booker's. No, no, it's not the Cory Booker thing. No, Cory Booker them. had the situation where he got documents and he said they were illicit and put them out online, and then everyone found out later they weren't illicit. They were actually allowed to be out the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, but he is Spartacus. But he is Spartacus. They call himself <laughs> Spartacus. Maybe. We we can get to that later. But the Kavanaugh thing was interesting because it was actually Maggie Haberman, who's you know, probably the top White House reporter, uh, t- tweeted this out as a, um, as a bombshell. And I was like, oh, geez, like, what, is, what did he say? What is what is Brett Kavanaugh said about Roe versus Wade when he had no idea he was going to be a Supreme Court justice? What he said was he, he doesn't believe that all um, illegal, uh, legal experts agree that Roe versus Wade is settled law. Now, now, that is li- literally all he said. He doesn't believe it. He doesn't. He didn't say that I don't believe it. He mm. just said that I don't think everyone agrees. And so I was thinking to myself every time it gets in front of the Supreme Court, it's a 5 4. Mm. So at least four Supreme Court just... are they legal experts, would you and say? I don't, I don't yes. know if this is, is like, I don't
0: know, this is like Colgate, you know, where you need four out of five dentists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the doctors don't agree that this is settled law. Well, how about the judges yeah. who do settle the law? Yeah. They disagree. Right, I, split right in I, half. Right, mm. it's
2: like the, the you know legal academics. You know, you can argue that maybe seventy-five percent, or eighty percent, or ninety percent. But like certainly, the statement that not all agree is absolutely true. We know and, that from at least four oh, Supreme
0: Court justices. And since when do we? When do we ever say, oh, the settled law? Otherwise, we'd still have Jim Crow. There's no such yeah. thing as settled there's law. There's no such ridiculous. thing. It's ridiculous. It's not, it's ridiculous.
3: No,
1: Especially from progressives. Yeah. 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 Well, there's settled law whenever it's, yeah. Yeah. When it's yeah. their they want. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When
4: it's something they yeah. like. But Second,
0: Second Amendment is it. not settled. Right. That is no. not settled no. at all.
4: He actually said something worse at the hearing yesterday when he said that he was asked directly what his thoughts on Roe v. Wade are. And, and uh, he said, well, it's significant precedent. And then he said um, Planned Parenthood versus Casey was precedent on precedent, leading you to believe that, okay, that's going to be tough to overturn because there's a lot of precedent there and that. Unless you read the Constitution. I, unless you read the... Which is what you're supposed to follow. Yeah, and hopefully that's Here's where he a, goes. Again, he's supposed I, to rule yeah. And I hope president. he's just trying to avoid the avalanche of I criticism. And uh, I
0: hope so, too. Uh, but if they blow this I, one. I found something out about him yesterday that Did just, just um, bothers me. Uh, um, I hate to drop a bombshell. Uh, <laughs> is uh, this your Spartacus moment? This <laughs> is my, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. Um, he... I, in the testimony yesterday... And I'm sure people knew this. I didn't know this. And it just bothers me. He teaches at a Jesuit school. Uh-oh. Yeah. Jesuits, Jesuits are
4: usually pretty liberal.
0: A, a little. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, if you want if you want Pope wow. Francis on the Supreme Court, th- he's a Jesuit. Uh, the Jesuits mm. tend to be extraordinarily progressive Uh Uh, And and if he's teaching at that school, it doesn't mean he agrees with it. But I I don't see the Jesuits being like, you know what? Let's bring somebody in who actually believes in God and all of that (laughs) stuff and have them teach. I mean, they're, they're, uh, my daughter was was taught by Jesuits. And, uh, woo. mm.
1: Well, I mean, so hearing that, it just makes you wonder if, the liberals actually paid attention to uh, anything about Kavanaugh, they wouldn't be going in there screaming during yeah, <laughs> the hearing. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know what that means. not a staunch him. conservative by he
4: any is, means. And, and one of the, one of the uh, liberal experts, just she's a liberal lawyer, who just said yesterday, this is the best we could hope for. <laughs> yeah. This guy should be confirmed. Yeah. He is a gift to liberals because this could have been somebody... Far more conservative and he than he Should have gone is. for someone. Should have.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no reason
4: yep. to to you know,
2: to to worry here. We should not. There should be zero percent worry. I mean, I wasn't worried about Gorsuch. I mean, you know, we never know. You never know when these guys get in, like what they're going to do. But Gorsuch, I thought, was a really, really good pick.
0: I'm worried this, about this.
2: This guy one, I'm a little worried about. I mean, mm-hmm. again, if, if you pick somebody that will not overturn Roe versus Wade, this is a.
3: A massive tragedy.
4: It's it's
2: it is.
3: It's fake, phony outrage that the, the mm-hmm. left, how the left is handling it. It's all phony. And, and what we were talking about before with Cory Booker's thing today, the Spartacus moment. Again, phony outrage. Yep. It, that was a lie. He was lying, saying that he was releasing
0: this and risking his career. Tell that. Tell that story for people who don't know that story, because this is amazing.
3: So he, worst. so he, he went on, uh, was that today? Yeah, yeah, I think it was this morning. He said that he was risking it all. He was going to release the information, a memo or a string of emails that, um, Republicans were blocking. They, they were not letting, uh, this information get out. Which again was stupid. It really wasn't a Republican thing. It had to do with the Bush White House that had to approve communications sent back and forth between them and what he said that he was releasing was was i, I don't even know it was how was he, he was just describing that it was basically it was another bombshell type thing he that said it that was,
1: it was civil disobedience was i think how he described it
3: but he was and yeah and he was saying that he knew the the consequences that he was probably that you could go ahead and release me and you know basically make me a, a martyr and kick me off the senate i'm risking it all for you you know basically
0: well you don't get to tell other people that like people are supposed mm-hmm. to notice that about you you don't say it yourself that no, back and gandhi, forth gandhi he was like I am a <laughs> hero. It's all me, 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 me.
3: <laughs> that back and forth between Gra- Grassley. Did you, did you see that? Where Grassley's like, um, would you please stop saying the same thing over and over? <laughs> um, yes, but I, I'm risking it all. I'm releasing it. I know i not oh supposed gosh. to. And Grassley's like, yeah, but could you please stop saying the same thing? I'm just saying I'm risking it all. I'm like he did that like four times wow. back to back he his moment for, and, you know, his campaign. So anyway, so we find out that that was a lie. So we find out that this was uh, this has already been cleared and through the Bush White House, they, through the wrote, Bush they White released House. a statement that said it had already been cleared. And he and Booker knew about it. He knew that this was already set to be cleared. Oh my god. So that was a lie. It's amazing. Now also, I don't even know if he read the the email chain is it, did you read the email chain? I, I read several of them, and they were not damaging in any way. No, it was pr- very pro Kavanaugh. Yeah. Like he, so I guess the claim was that he was racist. Well, in this thing, it actually it's it's right after 9/11, and they're trying to figure out how to deal with. You know, um, racial profiling uh, when, you know, when people are flying into the country, basically. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, look, we've got to be very careful because some people are, you know, we have the, the, the question now is we do have people coming over from Muslim countries like al-Qaeda that might want to attack us. But we have to be very careful of the precedent this sets because we cannot, you know, instill laws that are going to, you know, be race-based. Be, be race-based. Yeah. It was exactly opposite, mm-hmm. exactly opposite of what Booker was alluding this was about. Nobody cares. Yeah, I know. I, I nobody mean We are in the post-fact
2: era, as has been said. And, and the other thing that needs to be noted about, because, I mean, they all went into this, as this was firing up with the Kavanaugh thing, uh, all the chatter on the Democratic side was, what, are you guys just going to do nothing? You're going to do nothing, aren't you? You're going to do nothing. So they've all decided, if I'm going to be the 2020 candidate, I need to make the biggest spectacle out of this possible. So they're all just trying to outdo each other. And it's just impossible to overstate how bad Cory Booker is at doing this. He just, like, his eyes get big, and he looks kind of weird, and he's really, like, really <laughs> mechanical with it. Does and, this a lot? Yeah, <laughs> he's just really strange, and it's unsettling. Like, I don't know what he what what his deal is. It, what he does is very unsettling. And he, I, I mean, watching him try to do this tells you he, he absolutely has no chance.
3: It's, it feels, no feels kind of like watching a horse race where there's two horses, and they're, like, kind of pulling ahead of each other. Yeah. And it's like, now it's Kamala Harris by knows right. that she's in the lead, she's in the lead. And Kamala Harris was ridiculous as well with her little spectacle. But I anyone, mean, oh It was a little, I mean,
2: she's at least appears to be somewhat under control and know what she's talking about. I mean, she's ne- she doesn't seem to know what she's talking about. But in reality, you know, I, I, like, I just don't see how, a, I mean, Booker is a guy who's been talked about a lot, but seeing his performance the last couple of years, I just, it's, it's time to hang him up. It's time to hang him up. On
1: the subject of the Kavanaugh hearings, uh, do Did he you... just
0: say it's time to hang... Booker That's no. what I heard. No. Did no. you, you not use the yesterday's word shoes? Hey. Well,
2: yes, but wow. not like that. Yeah, monkey yesterday's this
4: poll. entire panel.
2: Oh!
0: I go. Oh. <laughs> Holy. Well,
1: this is the last time on the show,
0: Jason. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being with us.
1: Uh, yesterday's poll was, do you think the antics during the Kavanaugh hearings will help or hurt the Democrats in the midterms? And 91% said that it would hurt them. And 9% said Ooh, it would always helps them. Yeah.
3: Oh, no. I, I think we're so tribal. I, I, I think
0: that it's just pushing them further and further. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's got to be some middle ground people who see how ridiculous it Did is.
0: Did you hear the tweet threads that I read on radio today with um, Asakio? Casio Cortez. Casio Cortes, whatever her name <laughs> is. Yeah, she got some serious wow. pushback. Okay, right? Yeah. On the yeah. Linda Sarsour stuff. Yeah. So she comes out and she defends. She's like, look, she's standing up for, you know, LGBT, IQ, MNLP, and, uh, and she's standing up for women. And people on the left said, are you out of your mind? She's not. She was just at a Muslim conf- conference where everybody was in a an hijab and she's talking about Sharia law. People on the left said this. People on the left. I think that hmm. there is a, a beginning of a movement that's happening just like the beginning of the Tea Party where they're like, you know what? I, I think our side's selling us out, man. I don't think uh, we think they believe in these things. They believe in something entirely different, and it's called democratic socialism, the loss of constitutional rights. They're not liberals. They're just starting to figure this out. They're not liberals. These are the enemies of freedom, and I I think that's going to start moving. I, I I I hope you're correct. I
3: think my fear would be they're so insignificantly small that, I mean, Bernie Sanders is still the most popular politician in the United States right now. I mean that's insane. I mean Ron, so Bernie. many people Ron, are Ron. moving to that to that to, you know to the extremes. I mean I don't know. Like, do you think that they ha- they have
0: the the momentum to actually make a difference? Uh, I don't know, but we didn't have the momentum in two thousand eight. That's, that's true. By two thousand ten, we sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, remember to tweet us your comments and questions using the hashtag theBlazeY. Marianne said we should be donating our Nike crap to homeless shelters in San Francisco instead of burning it. Yeah, then well. you're not wasteful. <laughs> And mm. the people who are crapping in the streets are sporting a swish and then. Yeah,
0: or they just poop in the shoe. I was
1: gonna say they the same poop thing. Poop in the shoe. i in the toilets. It's yeah. yeah,
2: perfect. And that's the brand wow. association that really hurts Nike. The poop in the shoe is not
0: gonna help them sell shoes. You don't so, think? No, I don't think so. You don't think? I don't know, that the homeless sounds like a good product. people will be
1: able to buy new ones.
0: New, no. Colin Kaepernick no. poop in the shoe. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we go, uh, today's poll. Who do you believe was behind the anonymous op-ed? Let us know on Twitter. We've got some options for you John there. John Huntsman.
4: I hope Junior. John
2: Huntsman is one of the options. After we sold you on this one so hard. I know.
1: I know. Uh, I'll make sure. If it's not, we'll redo it. Okay. And have another one with John Huntsman as an option. See you guys tomorrow.
2: No Eagles. Oh. Ah, like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand.
4: Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.